With Root Insurance, you have the power to control your own rates, and that could save you a lot of money. Root is a new type of car insurance that looks deeper than traditional insurers by using the sensors in your smartphone to understand important details about how you actually drive. That's how Root is able to give better drivers a better price. Here's how it works. Just download the Root app, get on the road, and we'll give you a quote. Learn more at joinroot.com. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. Well, don't forget to cut this out. Oh, I will, boyo. You got to make the cuts, boyo. I know, bro. Take me like eight seconds. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Monday Night Marks Podcast, the podcast where we break down WWF Monday Night Raw and WCW Monday Nitro head-to-head, segment-by-segment, for your viewing pleasure or listening pleasure, whatevs. I'm Max, a.k.a. Lil Q. I'm here with Hollywood Edwards. What's up, Q? Monday Night Marks. We want to thank everybody for listening to the first show. Awesome. We are often imitated, but never duplicated. We are the real right Monday Night Marks. We are. We, we are. are. The initial the real ones. The 2021 initial original. Original boil. Monday Night Marks. Monday, <laughs> Monday Night Boil Marks. So last episode, um, like he said, thank you all for listening. We just broke down the first Nitro. It wasn't head-to-head. No pal that week. Um, we don't know off. if. We don't know if they were Europe, but they were starting a new contract with USA the fall season, and we'll get to that because they say that a lot in this episode. But this is the episode, the first head-to-head episode, where we go segment by segment between Raw and Nitro. Raw was taped, Nitro was live, keep that in mind. Yep. Um, And yeah. So last week we had the first shot of the war. Yes, the boom. Boom. Now... We're going to get some retaliation. Right. See what happens. So, last Nitro got a 2.5. We know that. Yes. Okay. This Raw. I'm breaking down Raw. He's breaking down Nitro. Hollywood's breaking down Nitro. Just for you listeners. Hollywood. Always up to no good. So, you ready for the Raw? You ready for this? Vince. First show since Nitro begun. Mm -hmm. September 11th, right? Yep, September 11th, 2020. Head to head. Let's head, do it. Head to head. So Raw opens. Shot of Canton, Ohio's Memorial Civic Center. Something like that. Apparently, there were 1,600 people there, approximately. Wow. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. Guess, guess what the rating is. You guess. After um, seeing the show, guess the rating. 1.8. A little bit better than mm, that. Okay. Three point three points down from last week's Nitro. But keep in mind, viewership's divided this week. Mm, correct. So we open. We got the growling pal. <laughs> he's talking about... That's Vince, for you guys that don't know. Um, he's talking about... So they just came off SummerSlam. They, now, Raw hasn't been shown in two weeks, um, like I said. So he's talking about SummerSlam. Th- this is Razor versus Sean 2 ladder match. So they just came off that ladder match. He talks about the new fall season, and that's a video package. So it's just talking about there's something about Davy Boy getting 
beating up Diesel and Vince brings up rabbit teeth. I don't know what he was talking about. Yeah. He, he was just he was going crazy. And it opens to this it gets away from the video package. It opens to Vince and Jerry Lawler, the king. And there's this weird I like it raw song where it's going, I like it raw. It's yeah. like it was weird. It was very promiscuous for like raw. It wasn't rock, it was like RM it was weird, dude. I was like, what is happening? I so, guess this is why you, you buy the rights outright when yeah. you buy the rights for a song on TV. Yeah, it was because that was weird. I that mean, was it was weird, dude. I did not like it. I was like, is this wrestling? I'm like, th- this is so weird. I, I I don't know. It didn't even it, like wrestling is supposed to hype you up. The song is supposed to hype you up. Yeah. It was just like weird. It made me uncomfortable. But yeah, it opens the Vince and the King. They're just talking about SummerSlam. Um, last two weeks. So basically, what they run down is Sean just beat Razor. Davy Boy Smith, British Bulldog is kind of feuding with diesel right now and he's got cornet at his as his manager um so they're kind of interesting yeah they're just about that yeah they're just healing it up that's pretty simple they're healing it up um so yeah just open just classic opening thing with vince so we go right to the ring ding 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 we got razor versus bulldog with cornet like i said and they shoot back to this like it's like it's literally as razor's walking to the ring they shoot to Dean Douglas, <laughs> a.k.a. Shane Douglas. <laughs> Dean Douglas, he gave Razor a bad report card. I don't know, dude. It's weird. The audio was honestly shit throughout the whole show, and I'll say yes. that a bunch of times. Yes. Like, you can't even hear what they're saying. Razor's back is, like, tor- tor- turned towards the camera. Now, keep in mind, like, I'm going to say this a lot, but it was taped, which means that this is post-production shit. Yes. And it's bad. Like, you don't even know what he's saying. Nothing want- drives me more nuts than seeing a taped show or taped segment. Yes. I could have easily been fixed by doing another take. Yes. It drives me nuts. So Razor versus Bulldog. Bulldog comes out. There's USA chance because America people. Right. Um, this like train chain wrestling. Um, I, by the way, I love the way Razor throws punches. Dude. Yeah. They're, it's oh, yeah. Great. oh yeah. Like you can tell he's open handing it like, like he's really open in his hand to punch, but I don't care because he's just, dude, I'm a, I love Razor. Like it's a shame. He never won a major title. I know he is like, you watch that. Like that's one thing. So we watched nitro last week. That's one thing I immediately noticed. Like we got razor versus Davy boy Smith, like the star power compared mm-hmm. to Liger and Pillman. It's like, dude, this is the opening match. Like they are stacked over here. That's and always they, been the case with them. I know Always. it's it's but like they just present stars in a different way. Like it's That's true. Yeah. They just all feel you know. I don't know. It, it was cool to see. Razor's um, punches though. Yeah, we talked a little bit on the last show about uh, the old school guys doing the old school like basics. Mm-hmm. Razor he puts his whole body into it when mm-hmm. he punches. His whole body, all limbs are moving. It looks like he's actually hitting you, <laughs> and it's great because no one does that. Awesome. Yes. It, it, it's and it's simple too like for instance there's a lot of spots in the match where he'll just like irish irish whip bulldog and there's no move he just punches him and bulldog takes a bump and it's great because it's simple and it, you know what i mean it gets it's just the building the heat but um i, I noted like this was a match kind of like there's a lot of work in the arm um bulldogs doing like some suplexes some press slams um you know he's bulldogging it up um, he goes for this power slam and it's reversed into like a body press. And then, um, Razor does like this weird kind of cross body off the top thing. And he, it's like a near fall. Um, and then Razor does a fall away, 
classic. And then we get the ref bump. Yes, ref Here bump. Here comes the ref bump. Ref bumping since 95. 95, at least. <laughs> so we get the Razor's Edge, which, by the way, dude, he almost didn't get Bulldog up. Like, I, they, were, yes. they were struggling. I think it was because Bulldog's so roided up, he couldn't do a sit-up. Like, I'm 96% sure why. <laughs> I think you might be right. Um, so he can't. He barely gets him up for the Razor's Edge. He hits the Razor's Edge, and out comes the teacher, the dean, Dean Douglas. And he runs out in this, like, he's such, like, a cheap, he's a heel, and, like, he looks like a frat boy, basically, mm-hmm. like his haircut and everything. And he runs out and he gets on the rope and he does an elbow to Razor, right? And well, actually, Kid comes out first, I think, right? Before the elbow. Yes. Or so, no, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one, two, three, Kid comes out first. He gets shit canned by D- Douglas, which <laughs> shit canning is he just throws him out of the ring. Then Douglas hits the elbow. Then, for whatever reason, like, this is, like, it's as confusing as it kind of sounds, to be honest. It's weird. It, the way they book this is sort of weird. Um, so, Douglas hits him with the elbow. Then Bulldog gets up. The, raise, the, the ref's still down, by the way, okay? Like, through all of this, he's still bumped. Like he, Long ref bump. Long ref bump. Bulldog gets up, hits his power slam. And Kid goes for a crossbody on the back of Bulldog while he's pinning Razor. And Bulldog just moves, and he crossbodies Razor. <laughs> So then it's a whole it, it, the the finish was really scuffed because like the bell gets rung and you're like wait did wouldn't that mean Razor won cuz kid hit him but Lawler says that Bulldog won because I I don't dude I don't know it was it was confusing. Yeah they 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 kind of just implied that obviously the referee knows that they're buddies. Yeah. That basically because it it there was no actual rule that he said there it was just so it, weird it was so like lawler the same thing when i saw it lawler literally said like like they didn't announce it like the the, the fink didn't or whoever the i think it was probably fink the ring announcer mm-hmm. um he didn't announce it like it was the bell just rang and then lawler said it like on commentary so i don't know what the live crowd was thinking they were probably like what the hell's going on because this is crazy mm-hmm. it honestly as confu- it, the the finish like the run-ins weren't as confusing as i'm probably making them sound like that was fine but then the rest of it like when they initially ran in it was basically just kid coming to help with douglas douglas shit canned him out of the ring threw him out of the ring dropped an elbow but then it got confusing after that so i didn't mind the run-ins at first and the run-ins at all to be honest but then it kind of got confusing because the winner wasn't clear at all right. bulldog wins somehow even though <laughs> razor's the one who got cross-bodied i don't know and then that's the end of segment one. So you let's go to Nitro. Over on the Nitro side, we are live from Miami, Florida. Miami, hot Miami. At some center, I don't know. It, the Night Center. K N I G H T. All right, so we're on the beach. Yep. Something about Nitro in Florida. Beach. Something, yeah, something Always. about beach. Always. You ready for the rating? Do you have the rating? Or do you I don't it? have the rating. Rating two point four. Oh, so a, a minor victory already for Nitro. Minor victory for Nitro, but down from last week. But yeah. split, split the split, split the split, crowd. Split, but... Yep, split the crowd. So let's see why or how they beat them. So they open with a video package, recapping last week between uh, Hogan and Luger. We are reminded that the fall brawl is this Sunday and it's war games and Hulk's team is down four to three. Do you know why? Why, Boyo? I'm going to tell you why, Boyo. Because Vader went AWOL. 
AWOL. Like, like he's like, left the country. <laughs> I, I I guess I don't know. I was like, what? Vader just went? <laughs> That's why they seriously couldn't. I think he actually left the company. Is what happened. But they couldn't come up with a better like they said he went AWOL. They couldn't make mm-hmm. something up because like AWOL is a confusing term to be honest because it's a military term. Yes. So when I heard that, I was like, he just left. Like he went <laughs> AWOL because I guess he was booked for war games, right? And yeah, I'm interested to see what the excuse is if they even address it like yeah. moving forward from right. this. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, so there you go. Now we we all know what happened last week. Luger's the new the new kid in town. Mm-hmm. Hogan's down a man. Let's see where it goes. But we go right to the ring, and the opening match is the debut of Sabu. And I was I was very excited for this. I'll tell you. Yes, that. As, I'm, as I love I, Sabu, but as an ECW fan, mm-hmm. I'm interested. Uh, he's taking on Alex Wright, Das Vanderkind. Das Vanderkind, dude, uh, I love Alex Wright. <laughs> <laughs> like for no reason, it's so lame, but I love it. I think that's what makes it great—the lameness. Yep. But uh. So I was interested to see, obviously, when I hear Sabu, I remember his ECW. I, I was big into the ECW at this time, um, back in the day. And I wanted to see, oh, this is interesting because I never saw Sabu's first match in WCW. Yeah, I was, so I, was I was very intrigued also. I was like, definitely was interested like, to see if they wow. like changed him up. Did he slow down? Mm-hmm. Dude, no. He's, no. <laughs> he's exactly the same. He's doing he, his he, ECW. Which thing. I'm glad that they let him do his thing. But I did have problems with that. We'll get to that. Well, not with him specifically, but with them kind of. Um, okay. So basically this is like, to put it, I mean, Alex Wright had a decent showing, but basically it was Sabu uh, highlighting all the things he can do. Yeah. He tabled he, shit like that. Yeah. He took the bump off the chair outside. You know, Dude, that was amazing. Dude, he, okay. So here was my problem with that. Not okay. him, but the announcing. So I, I put, dude, he, he killed himself, like he jumped off that thing and hit it as hard as he could. So he he set up the chair in front of the guardrail, like near the post, and he ran and he did his chair spot thing, but it mm-hmm. was to the guardrail, and he hit it as hard as he could. Alex Wright got out of the way. He's like, I'm not taking this bump. So he hit it oh, as yeah. hard as he could. And Heenan on commentary was saying, Oh my god, like he enjoys this. He enjoys it. Like look at him, look at him. And he looked like he was in a lot of pain, which I don't think was the right time to say something like that. Like throughout this match, he does Sabu things. But he, I think he almost, I don't know how you feel about this, but I think he sells a little bit too much if they're trying to make him like this animal, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like he, I think Alex Wright, like, and I like Alex Wright, he's fine, but I think he got in a little too much offense or at least like Sabu sold a little bit too much for him. Like, cause when he did that spot, he laid on the ground and Heenan, like you could see that he was visually in pain and Heenan's like, oh, look at him though. He loves it. And I was like, well, he doesn't though. Like it was contradicting what was happening on the screen yeah yeah and then then later on i don't know if it was mcmichael or heenan they were actually one of them was actually saying oh he's out he's out on his feet yeah you know so it was contradicting they they, they kind of didn't I, I think you could tell and this is i feel like this will be a theme throughout this whole podcast and when we're looking back on this like when they signed these kind of stars it's almost like they they just don't know how to present them like they went out they went out there and they let sabu do his shit and it was cool because he's sabu mm-hmm. but yeah as far as like commentary and even his music was, it's just like they, there's something missing there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Sabu gets the win, but here's where the weird. Thing. I, 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 I I wrote WTF. That's what I, wrote. I did too. I literally wrote WTF for this too. So okay, post match, Sabu's gonna go full out in ECW. He goes out and gets the table. And at this point, I'm thinking like there were ECW signs in the crowd, which uh-huh. I thought was cool. Yeah. 
I know Sabu if I'm watching this live because I watch ECW, but I guarantee a lot of people aren't like in that crowd. They probably mm, don't definitely know. Not. I mean, it's Miami, dude. It's so exactly, fast. exactly. So he gets the table spot, and I'm like, all right, cool. They're gonna show him, show the crowd what he's all about. He <laughs> he punches uh, Alex Wright, and he's like sitting on the edge of the table. And I thought to myself, that's all he's gonna do to him because Sabu immediately turned around and started climbing the ropes. And I'm like. What's he supposed to do? Fall back now? Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? And then Sabu just, like, what was it? Like, dude, he necked, he necked, with... he necked himself. Like, he he literally <laughs> he jumped off the turnbuckle, the turnbuckle uh, to the outside on the table. He missed Alex Wright pretty much his entire body because he didn't yeah. do a cross body. He basically dove like he necked himself. He dove head first <laughs> past Alex Wright and smacked like the table and it cracked, but only like a fifth of it cracked because he hit it so far up. And it's just like Sabu being Sabu, like not being precise. 100%. 100%. And, and then tell him what happens after after he goes okay, through Yeah, the so here's the w, WTF part. Nick Patrick reverses the decision. <laughs> now, keep in mind, they already declared Sabu the winner. This is after the bell. Well after the bell. They announced it. Reverse the decision. Winner, Alex Wright. And I'm like, dude, I'm literally like, what do you mean? I'm like, it's a post-match beatdown. I'm like the, the the match was over for a minute I think because he beat him up for a long time after that. Yeah, he he did. There's so, no there's no reason that he should have been DQ'd. The match was over. Boom. So here's the second thing. So going back to our last episode, we mentioned the weird Arn Anderson slide in DQ. Yep. Immediately, and now we're reversing the decision for I guess antics by Sabu with the table. Antic. That's a good way to put it. Antics. <laughs> Necking himself. He necked himself. He did more damage to himself than he did to Alex Wright, and he got yeah. disqualified after the match. After <laughs> the match was, the over. match was over. Very weird. I I don't know what the fuck I, it is. I, I hated this. <laughs> I hated this. But, like I, like, I love Sabu, and I thought it was... <laughs> like, dude, it's, it's... I think I laughed out loud. Yeah, I put... I lulled when he necked himself. Because, like, what was, what was he doing, bro? I don't know. He missed, he missed, like, honestly, I encourage all of you listening to go watch it. Just look up Sabu sends Alex right through a table. I bet it'll come up. He missed him by, like, a foot. Yeah. But this goes to show that, like, apparently WCW has no rules. (laughs) With two shows in, we've had two weird, dusty DQs Mm -hmm. and a (laughs) post-match disqualification (laughs) when a match was already over. Like, what are you doing, bro? Bischoff, like, like no, or whoever this is, no. I mean, unless they had some weird rule at the time, like you can't use a table or your match will be DQ'd, even though you like. I can't imagine that I, that was addressed ever. Before I think it happened. I, there's no way. Like they were just like, all right, so what, what's going to happen? Like, just if you want, if your end goal here is to get Sabu DQ'd because he's insane, just do it during the match. Yeah. Problem solved. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe Sabu was like, oh, I got a win, pal. Like, no, he. I don't think he's that type of guy. He's very laid back from what I've read and heard and listened right. to. Yeah. So just like, dude, like, like you're, you're paying him a significant increase from he was making in Japan at FMW and ECW. Like, I'm sure he's fine with doing a job. Just go out there. Well, actually, he did the job anyway because they DQ'd him anyway. So right. never mind. That, my point is valid regardless. Like, just DQ him during the match. It's a cool spot, even though he screwed it up and almost killed himself. But... I mean, is there any weird chance that Alex Wright said, I'm not putting this kid over? So, like, is that a possibility? I, so then I he- want to show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico. We hired fitness celebrity Billy Blanks. Okay, everybody. Our car just got a broken windshield. 
How about we blow off some steam? Now punch, now kick. Uh, Mr. Blanks, there's no need to be stressed. Geico makes it easy to file a claim online, on the app, or over the phone. Yeah, but what if I never hear back? That's going to make me want to go jab and jab. Uh, nope. Your Geico claims team is always there for you. Okay, do I still get my post-workout protein shake? Sure, Billy. Geico, great service without all the drama. With Root Insurance, you have the power to control your own rates, and that could save you a lot of money. Root is a new type of car insurance that looks deeper than traditional insurers by using the sensors in your smartphone to understand important details about how you actually drive. That's how Root is able to give better drivers a better price. Here's how it works. Just download the Root app, get on the road, and we'll give you a quote. Learn more at joinroot.com. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. Put them over anyway, but then they reversed it. I, dude, I you know you know how that was, bro. Like they were bad at politics, all of them. Yeah, like, they let way too many people in those rooms. Like I wouldn't be surprised. I wonder. Like because it's like like oh like dude, let's get let's get heat on Sabu and let's get let, let's get Alex's heat back because he's gonna get DQ'd. Maybe <laughs> it's like it's because it took Sabu from just winning. Honestly, I think the best outcome wasn't even Sabu winning. I think he just gets DQ'd for putting him through table. Works out for so both weird. of them. Let's so go. Weird. Let's. That's it. That's the segment. It's like, dude, and if, I don't understand it. Like, what were they thinking? <laughs> I loved it, though, because it made me laugh to the point of like, like, yeah, it's garbage. It makes no sense. But it was funny to watch because I'm like, they seriously just DQ'd him. That was points dis- points down for Nitro this week. <laughs> yes, that's a that's Big a tick down. Yeah, what back over to Raw? What do we got on? All right, so we I don't think I don't know if they were at commercial or what. I think they I think they did go to. I mean, we're watching on the network, so commercial in quotes. Right. But Vince is interviewing Razor and One Two Three Kid, aka Sean Wallman, aka X Pac. X Pac. X Pac. But here's the thing. So they're talking, dude. Lawler is fucking talking, dude. Over them, the like for three quarters of the promo, the their their mic, dude. It's post production. So you you can tell the announce. So the announcers are doing the the announcing after the match is already taped. So this is a taped show from Canton mm-hmm. that they're making raw, right? Dude, he is talking over them the entire time. Like you, like he would be like, oh yeah, that's what he said. And I'm like, what's he saying? And he'd be like, oh, he's got that right. And I'd be like, dude, what is he saying? Like, stop speaking. I can't hear yes. you. And Vince's mic wasn't even loud. Like, no, I don't even it, think people in the arena could hear him. It, terrible. That horrible production. Horrible oh, production. my God, dude. And it's so post. If, it's post-production. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you could tell it, he wasn't there. You could tell. Yes. It was so bad. Like, who watches that and is like, oh, it's good? Like, is that Kevin Dunn? Is he in, is he the guy that's in the production truck? Oh, my God, dude. Like, at one point, one, two, three kid is, like, he's saying, well, you cost me the match last week. I just did that, whatever. And... You see a bead of sweat drip off Razor's face. Yes. And Jerry's going, look at him. He's so scared. He's sweating right now. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm going, <laughs> and, and you can't hear. You can't hear what, what kid's saying. Yeah. You can't hear him at all. <sighs> you, so that was horrible. It was so, because it's post-production too. I'd understand if it's like they're live and they're having issues. But okay, this, I'm just going to tell you guys this right now. This happened the entire show. There was very, there was bad audio throughout the whole show. Not Lawler speaking over people the whole show, but this was really bad. And this is segment two. Yeah. Like, if I'm watching this at home, I'm like, I can't hear him. I'm just going to go to Nitro. Like, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. So, and they come back and basically Lawler stops talking after probably like three minutes of the four or five minute promo, maybe. Mm-hmm. And basically what happened is, so Kid, like we said, got Razor DQ'd, but he really, like, it was weird. Um, so Kid hit Razor 
and basically kids annoyed because razor cost him the match last week which is we didn't see obviously um and says he didn't cost razor the match he said um he also said he doesn't like being treated like a kid i guess razor treats him like a kid basically classic underdogs best friends but they're having issues stuff right? Right. right so kid challenges razor to a match next week and then kid leaves right and razor's like hey chico he's like you he, he said this he went on this weird thing he's like if you want it if i want it if he wants it if she wants it did you remember did you hear that he was he's yeah. like if they want it he's like we'll do it and he said that for like a half hour as much as i love razor like he's one of my favorite guys from this era um but once again he he but before he said that he was gonna accept the challenge he talked for about a minute and i'm sure it's like not only is it probably on bad audio but i don't i don't know how you felt about this either but the stuff he was saying i had no idea what he was saying like one thing and this is going to be kind of a recurring thing because i want to see exactly the progression they do and this was one of the nods that i think is what i'm looking for we see bischoff already trying to do the reality yeah going back to our last episode for the first nitro this i think was a wink and a nod at that because razor actually if if he wants it, if if they want it, and then he looked at Vince, who's just the quote unquote announcer interviewer. Right, guy. right. He points yeah. at him and says, "And if you want it, you will get it, or whatever." Right. And I think that's that's a nod to like, okay, you're more than that. You're the owner, so you're gonna be the owner soon because I run this shit with my buddies in the back. Exactly. Nobody knows it yet. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the that was one of the first things that. Uh, maybe happened on air you can tell that there's like subtleties throughout this whole show i think um mm-hmm. it's not like that in on wcw really like they like as far as like the, like you can't re- they don't make a lot like but literally the click was basically running the company at this point and taker was the probably the filter like vince i, I don't think he had like a lot of help really at this time as far or as like, you can see you can see that transition or, right or you could see it because Cornette even didn't co- it was like Cornette Pritchard and Russo in 97 and this is mid 95 Cornette wasn't even the, like on the booking team yet so I think it was probably literally just Vince Pat and the click would tell him what to do type of type of thing or it was starting so yeah so that was segment two basically we got a match next week uh kid and razor and then back to WCW so segment two on Nitro, just like Raw, is a promo. And dude, boy, I I don't know. Okay, so this was another head scratcher for me. Yeah. Flair comes out. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, he starts talking about Arn. Starts talking about Fall Brawl on Sunday, and then Lex Luger comes out. Yep. And Flair starts putting him over like. Oh, it's the total package. It's yeah, totally, he was like, totally moves off. It was of so what weird. he was saying about Arn. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's the total package. He's six foot, whatever, two hundred, whatever. His chest is ninety inches or something. Yeah, yeah, and he's doing his Ric Flair thing, and then Luger says, "Oh, some things never change. You're too much." Yep, and he leaves. And I was just like, "Was that net? Like, why does Luger have to be involved?" Kind of. Yeah, and then Flair leaves, and I'm like what was that it, it literally start it, it yeah it, it started out it was about arn and flair like he said like i was the montana you were the lt which didn't even make sense because they didn't play on the same team yeah uh, yeah that weird. was weird but he talked about arn like he said like you said and then it was like out of nowhere he, luger came out and left and it was just like did that do anything to advance anything not really because luger interrupted him you know what i mean yeah like the only thing you can look at like if you're looking into it 
Arn's not there. They're fighting. So maybe Luger is buddies with Flair, but they're not telling you. But this is a really dumb way to wink at you saying, keep your eye on this. Are they buddies? You know what I mean? Yep. But it was really weird. I don't know if it was just poorly executed or what, but he literally just said, you're too much and left. And then Flair just left. And yep. I think they went to commercial. Yep. Totally weird. It was so it it, it was weird for like, basically, we got two weird promos on both shows at the same time. Yes. So, it kind of in a way this helps. I think both. It's weird, dude. It was just weird. Like it, even like even when Flair was talking about Arn, it was weird. Like he was making weird points, like the Montana LT thing. It was like what? Yeah. <laughs> it, so it was just I don't know, dude. But I think one thing that did come out of it is it was the first time like Flair versus now we know Flair versus Arn for War Games, which is the su- the Sunday after this Nitro. Right. So that's one thing we got out of it. But. Yeah, I don't have anything else to say on that. I don't. It was weird, dude. It was, odd. It was hard to figure out. Um, so back to Raw, eh? We, hey. Match two, we have Smoking Guns, Billy and Bart, which was hilarious to see Billy Gunn with a mustache Love it. and a mullet, dude. Love it. Versus the Brooklyn Brawler and <laughs> some guy named Radford. I don't. I don't even know. Who I this don't was. remember Rad Radford at all. Jobber. Rob Radford, whatever his name is. <laughs> so this match, I, I literally looked it up. It lasted two forty six, and it was a squash match. I mean, it, like that one point, Radford and Brawler got some heat back, but at this time, the Guns were like the best tag team there, which is kind of funny to laugh about, like if you think about it. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, though, Billy and Bart, like as bad as their gimmick was, they were both like athletic big very, guys. Very like, good. Billy was doing some cool shit off the ropes, and like he was. It, he like you could tell that they were like they if they didn't have a shitty gimmick or if they were booked properly they could have been something. Um, I, I honestly think the travesty is like Bart because he he looked good too. I thought um, he did, yeah. But yeah, it was it was your typical squash match. Nothing happened. The smoking guns won in one two. One, dude, they had a cool finish by the way. They did. They had they had it was basically like was it the heart attack when that Anvil did when he put so Bart puts the guy on his knees and then Billy does a top rope leg drop. So it was like, it's kind of like a heart attack or doomsday, not a doomsday device because it's like on his knees. I think the heart attack one was whatever, but yeah, it was, it was kind of a cool finish. Um, and the guns win in two forty six. not much else to be said about that. Yeah. The only other thing I jotted down was this is the first, what a maneuver from Vince. Oh yeah. And, uh, here's the other thing I noticed too. Like people think Mauro Ronaldo is just way too crazy when he's dude. Yeah. Dude, Vince is so over the top, and he is like a stream of consciousness. He dude, doesn't he, stop. He does, dude, he just go. I don't know how he doesn't like need a drink, bro. It's crazy. He just goes. He goes, and his voice is growling the whole time. He just keeps it consistent. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, the other thing I just jotted down too was the smoking guns are actually way better than I remember them. Dude, they are. They yeah. were good. So. Like I encourage you guys to go watch this. Like it's two minutes of your time. Mm-hmm. Go watch September 11th, 2020. No, not 2020. Jesus. 1995 <laughs> Raw. And just watch them squash these guys for 246. They're athletic and they both have good, like their image is good. They definitely like could have been something. But they unfortunately for Bart, because obviously Billy would go on to success. It came during the, you know, gimmick, gimmicky era of Vince. Yes. So. But yeah, they were, they were good, dude. I was surprised. I was like, oh, here we go. I like, I, I was like, I don't want to watch this. And then they kind of, they were very good. They moved around the wing well. And I was like, okay. Yeah, they, they surprised me. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. They're better than I remember. Sweet. Over to Nitro, pal. United States Heavyweight Championship. Here we go, baby. in a row. Which, by State- the way, before, yep. you, before you start with that, 
Mm-hmm. Why is every week a title match? I guess to get viewers, but like pay per view, maybe save it. Like, well, this is this. I, I think why they're doing it is probably because the champions are involved in war games. Okay, that makes sense. I got you. I thought the same thing too until I finished this episode and I was like, oh yeah, that's yeah. why. Okay. Right? I needed so, some validation because yeah. like it was a lot for me. Like because it's just, I don't know, it's rare to see that. So yeah, two, two weeks in a row, both champions. Both titles on the line, two weeks in a row. Yeah. So you have the heavyweight, U- United States heavyweight champion Sting versus VK Wall Street. And as soon as they announced him VK, I thought it and Heenan said it at the same time. Yep, Heenan dude. Yep. I put that VK like- and I'm so glad they did it. Why is he VK now? Yep. <laughs> and they didn't answer it, but at least he pointed it out. So they went from Michael Wall Street to VK Wall Street, which was interesting. Yep. I, I don't know. Dude, it's like. It's one of those things where it's like Bishop, like this is the problem. I think that we're gonna both have throughout the. It's like he tries too hard with the with the punches over over to to Stanford. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like there's no reason for him to make his name VK. You already signed him. Like we get it. Like he's IRS. Just make yeah. his name hit Mike Wall Street. Wall Street's bad enough. That's a shitty name. Like I don't know why his name. Like I, I get what they're going for because it's ninety five. Obviously, yeah. But. The fact that, like, like, dude, the fact that he, I bet you that was, like, he wasn't supposed to say that either. I bet you he literally was like, why is his name, like, he didn't know. He probably didn't even, because he's, he, he could probably just riff off of Bischoff and Mongo. Like, he's yeah. probably just like, why is his name VK? <laughs> like, it, <laughs> like, it's bad when you're even presenting it and your co- color commentator, your lead color commentator is like, what? Like, it's, it just comes off as unprofessional and weird. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Like, I get, I get the joke. Vincent Kennedy, Wall Street. I get it, but it's like it's trying too hard. Is what yeah, exactly, it's, exactly. It's and weird. and why debut? Like, what somebody had that idea between last Monday and this Monday, so they just yeah, like okay, okay, whatever. But the match itself, and again, I don't know. I think I'm going to be falling in love with Sting again here, buddy. Yeah, I agree. Out he comes in the neon green this week, and the match, even uh, IRS Wall Street rotunda again solid basic collar and elbow side headlocks uh back and forth uh sting got the upper hand yep first then vk got the upper hand doing the same moves and then they just built it up and down and then sting wins with a flying cross body easy peasy solid basics again it's a sting match i loved it I, I actually put here, I said surprised at VK's, like, offense and his push. I thought it was going to be, like, a squash match. But, mm-hmm. like, he was a good worker, dude. Like, yes. he, like, I was like, okay, you're one of those guys who, like, who got stuck with, like, a bad gimmick. Like, he yeah. went out there, and I was surprised that they let him and Sting have that much time, and it was that competitive. And it As was JR good. JR would say, he's a good hand. Yeah, he's a good hand. Yeah. But it, it was good, dude. Like, I like I have no complaints about it. It was... Honestly, I like I'll take this match over the weird razor bulldog <laughs> thing we got. You know what I yes. mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I I thought it was good. I, I mean, it's definitely better than head to head wise. It's better than smoking guns versus brawler and Radford. So, um, is, I don't. I guess it's just the Sting formula. Like we're two weeks in, and every time he's wrestling, I'm invested and I'm rooting for him, and I'm like kind of marking out when he does a spling stinger splash. Yep. So I so. I don't know, dude. Like it, it, I I actually think after we get like watch more of these for watch more of these we're gonna i think i honestly think we're gonna think sting is massively underrated i think so too because like dude he because like last week he was with flair right this week he's with mike rotunda yeah k wall street and he put on like a good match so i i don't know dude but 
I'm excited to see more Sting because th- this was simple, like you said, but it was it, and it's weird because it's like basically the same match he had with Flair. It's just, but obviously he didn't have Flair's ability, Wall Street. But like, we don't care almost as viewers. Like we're just like we still love it. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So that was good. I thought. Back over to Raw. Raw, pal. All right. So I basically wrote this promo word for word. So you, so we got Gold Dust. Vince says. And now we have like a promo by the bizarre gold dust pal or whatever. And he goes, he says, like, he says something about it's the night of the living dead outside my mystical, magical land. The creatures of the night roam in purple and black. They follow the undertaker's footsteps. Gold sheds in, in, in no darkness, but it kind of sounded like he said shits. He said it twice. He was like, gold shits, no darkness. He said it twice in a row. Mm-hmm. And then he basically said, taker is a cloud over the WWF evil cloud sent and I'm going to send him to the heavens. And I'm just like watching this and I'm like, what? <laughs> I was so confused. I can't lie. Like I was so confused, but like, I know that th- what they were going for was bizarreness, mm-hmm. but I was still really confused. I was just like, dude, I don't know what's happening. Kind of. Thing. Okay. So I, f- I forgot that he did this when he was gold dust. So the, uh, how do you put it? You kill the brain, you kill the whatever. And then he said, Night of the Living Dead, 1968. He used to do movie quotes for oh. his promos, depending on who he was wrestling. That makes sense. Because so, well, that, that makes sense now. I got that. Yeah. So he basically sets the tone because I guess he's taking on Taker now. Of course, we don't know this coming in because this is the first. Because first. Seeing, right. right. Well, so, and also there was a two week break. So I'm sure a lot of people who are watching forgot. <laughs> right. But I thought like it's so weird because I I really like Dustin Rhodes. Yeah. Like even today. But to see him as Gold Dust, dude, it's weird, but he was really good at it. He was, dude. He like, was like he, I was drawn <laughs> in and I was like, this dude's like that's the first like cause like the Gold Dust I know and I grew up with was like oh eight to like twenty fifteen. Uh, uh, yeah, right. You know what I'm okay. saying? So yeah. like this is the first weird live gold dust I've seen. And I'm like drawn in. Like he's it's weird because he's supposed to be flamboyant, right? And like bizarre, but mm-hmm. he's almost like in a way he like I think it's because of Dustin who's playing him. He's like, you kind of want to root for him in a way because he's yeah. so good at his promo, and like this really drew me in. And I was like, dude, I don't know what you're saying, but this is cool kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. And I like I I guess maybe was he doing the movie thing because they were trying to make him like a star? Like yeah, that was basically the origin of his. Character. Okay, that's yeah, what, he was that's a bizarre Hollywood artist guy. Right. Okay. So yeah, this was this was a weird promo, but. It, He's going. What we got out of it is he was going against Taker. I thought it served its purpose. It was fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um. Okay. Boy, you want to go back okay, to the old so Nitro? Back over to the Nitro. We have Scott Norton taking on Macho Man Randy Savage, as promised from last week. Um. So, this is the first Nitro intestinal fortitude quote yep. because Savage showed a lot of it during the match. He did. So according to uh, Eric. Um, the, this was a decent match. Like, okay, so Scott Norton, I know Scott Norton from the NWO era, mm-hmm. and I knew he was in New Japan before this. Apparently, he had a run in WCW before he went to New Japan. See, uh, that's... But I, I don't I think a lot either. of people were aware of that at the time. Yeah. That, that's kind of the vibe I got too. Like he was like, "Oh my god, this is Scott Norton," but we don't. I mean, they kind of presented it like we knew him, but they also at the same time let a lot to. I, like they didn't, you know what I mean? He wasn't supposed to necessarily be known. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I I thought though like in this match like it, like you you talk about it more, but I just really think that he he was a little too strong. If that makes sense. Yeah, this and it comes off weird. Like I was never a fan of his ever. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh sure. Mmm, that's very good. I, I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample, and Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more, sir. Mm. Yeah, I thought so. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more. With Root Insurance, you have the power to control your own rates, and that could save you a lot of money. Root is a new type of car insurance that looks deeper than traditional insurers by using the sensors in your smartphone to understand important details about how you actually drive. That's how Root is able to give better drivers a better price. Here's how it works: Just download the Root app, get on the road, and we'll give you a quote. Learn more at joinroot.com. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details. Right. And this match didn't help me with that. Like it's, I don't know how to put it. Like he comes off as like a tough ass. Mm-hmm. but too tough ass he's not he doesn't have a personality that's why he's like he's yeah a brick, he's kind of a brick wall like he he just goes in and destroys you like that's even even yeah. taz had a, and brian cage nowadays like they have personalities kind of mm-hmm. and back like that like norton goes in and he does his new japan shit and that's what's supposed to get him over but that doesn't work in america yeah, exactly yes that's a good way to put it he's very strong style and but, they but tried to get and they tried to get that over in this match, I thought. But it was yeah. too much, dude. They made it seem like Savage was dying. I was like, for God's sakes, dude. The Savage, the guy who wrestled Andre in the eighties and you know, like he's been in the business for twenty years. And Scott Norton's gonna kill him. Like, really. You know what I mean? Yep. Now here's and this is weird, like maybe they shouldn't be putting these guys in debut matches, like Sabu earlier with Alex Wright, whatever yeah. that debacle was. Here's another one. Because I thought I thought Macho, by the way, Macho, this is nineteen ninety-five, the end of ninety-five. Dude, he looks like it's Macho Steamboat. Like Dude, he never lost so a step. Good. He is so good. Like he's I don't so understand good. it. He's literally like he should be talked about as the best of all time. He, he, should, does, he doesn't dude, get talked about. Like when he goes up to the top, he doesn't he's always like spot on. Yes. His elbow is the prettiest thing I still think I've ever seen in pro wrestling. I know. It's, it's so good, dude. And I don't like the fact that he can go in there and have a decent match with Scott Norton says a lot. But that being said, I I don't know who laid this match. It was definitely like they wanted to get Norton over. They like him selling the back was it was too much. Like he, they made it seem like he was gonna die. I think it was more the commentary than the match, honestly. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But um, like there's a part where they do like a uh, like I thought he killed Savage. Do you remember the DDT he did? He did like this weird DDT apron Orton thing. Yes. And I thought he killed Savage. I was like, yeah. dude, I was like, that looked bad. And then they did like another high spot where he jumped off the top and Savage just kind of moved and like, but slammed him and they kind of missed. And it, I don't know. Norton just doesn't seem like the smoothest guy in the ring. And I would hate to like work with him if I was a wrestler, to be honest. But that's fair. That's a fair way to put it. Yeah. But yeah. So going back to, uh, you know, Sabu Alex, right? With the weird end finish. Here's another weird finish, and I guess it's because they're debuting certain guys and they want to make them look strong while the other guy is going over or whatever. Mm-hmm. But and again, this is why you should debut a guy in a squash match, baby, against yes. nobody and give him like a what win. they used to do with Goldberg. <laughs> yes, but th- here Norton, 
um, falls victim to a another run-in from Dungeon of Doom. Macho is obviously on Hogan's team coming up on Sunday. And Avalanche falls on Scott Norton's legs. He can't move. Macho hits him with the elbow for the one, two, three. And he's, yeah, he's a victim of Dungeon So I liked the theory of this, okay? Like, I think that if they're going to go with, like, a dusty finish like this, it's the best way to do it if you're going to have DOD run in because Avalanche is like legit 450 pounds, 500 pounds, right? Right. So I like the theory of it, but the fact there wasn't a DQ again, I don't know. Well, here we go. Yeah. So this week, <laughs> last week, before Arn went into the ring, there was a, the bell ring. Sabu's decision was reversed, but this is okay. Yep. And I think it was all Nick Patrick in every match. So, like, you can't go with the it's a different ref or whatever right i'm pretty sure it wasn't patrick again but yeah man no consistency with the rules here like i, I didn't have to point it out <laughs> it, they, because there are no rules like think about it. there are no rules so far no <laughs> there's not there's not like a concrete this is the box you have to be in type of thing yeah i, I like i i did kind of like the spot like i said in theory but if I'm not mistaken, it happened right in front of the ref. Mm -hmm. <laughs> There's no ref bump. Like, ah, oh, dude. So weird. And the DOD in general, like, is just corny and silly. So anytime they come out, I'm immediately like, ah, oh, shit. Like, you ruined my investment, kind of. Like, I'm just like, ah, oh, damn it. Like, here comes Shark or whatever. Right. And the other weird thing, too, is so they're running in on Macho, but the match before, Sting had a title match and they didn't run in there. <laughs> Like which, which one do you think is more important? Like, <laughs> or or if you if you want to not if you want to run them all in, like if that's your plan, you got to pick one. Just have one of them go in every time. Right, right. Because like, they always run them all in, and it just looks corny and silly. Because you got Brutus with the Zodiac. Oh, he looks so weird, as dude. Zodiac. He and his like because he still has his like tassels or whatever on his. Yeah, he still gloves. looks like the barber. So he looks like <laughs> Brutus Beefcake, but he's the Zodiac. So it's like, dude. Oh my god, dude. It, yeah it's silly dude it is silly but thank god macho was involved in this because it would have been a train wreck otherwise yeah dude like he he's seriously one of the best workers i've ever seen present yep. and back then yeah so that was so, what, match three yep back over to raw back over to raw here we go my favorite wrestler of all time <laughs> so, so we come back and uh isaac yankum dds comes out with the most annoying theme song of all time it's literally a drill that just goes. Dude, I wrote. I wrote down. <laughs> theme is a dental drill. Dude, oh my god! It. I was giving. I had to turn it off. I had to wait till I got to. The, it gave me a headache. I was like, it. The, the tone. Like I can't imagine being in the arena. The the tonality of it or the frequency yes. hurting my ears. It was, a and then it stops and you're like, oh, it's over. And then it oddly comes in after offbeat. It's like that is real. It's really it's funny. so weird, dude. It's funny, but it hurts my ears, dude. So he comes out, and Scott Taylor, the, I just put jobber, is in the right. ring already. Um, apparently this is crazy. They cut to a, a flashback. He Yankum, Glenn Jacobs, the future Kane, wrestled Bret Hart at SummerSlam in his debut match. I was like, what the hell? You put, like, I didn't know they pushed him that hard, dude. Mm, mm -hmm. Um, So he wins in like two minutes, squash match with DDS, which he called, which is a DDT that they call DDS. 
and um the headache comes back for me and they play a song and that's that that's literally it yeah but um i guess i'll just lump this in with like this segment but pettengill todd pettengill the backstage guy or the microphone guy like basically the new mean gene um he lays out like there's a backstage thing and he lays out the the card for in your house in two weeks so you got diesel and michaels against owen and yokozuna for the titles razor versus dean douglas brett versus jean-pierre lafette aka pco which i thought Mm -hmm. was cool to see him yes um bam bam versus bulldog and savio vega versus waylon mercy no idea who waylon mercy is you know who waylon mercy is who did you notice his shirt he was wearing it was hawaiian i think was it bray wyatt the original theme wow used that song so i think yeah the idea for him as far as i've read was he was supposed to be bray wyatt Wyatt. wow dude that's that's actually pretty progressive for for like back then yeah definitely big idea that's probably why it didn't work because it was probably too soon but yep yep and also he's not bray so yeah well who is who is pal pal so yeah that was squash match into uh, honestly the card for in your house is pretty good i'm sure like i don't know we haven't really talked about this but um i'm sure we might review the pay-per-views just because yeah i think we we just i feel like we should because you know it keeps everything relevant but um yep. plus it'll actually give us like matches to watch instead of yank them <laughs> so <laughs> yank em. dude he i cannot believe that he became kane i like it's so yeah it, i'm it's, so it's, happy for him because god dude he had to play uh, a dent yeah yep. His theme song was a drill, dude. And it's weird because he has the same moveset. He chokes yeah, them. He did the same elbows. Dude, and he's like, who looks at him and is like, dude, he should be a dent. He's cut. Like, he is, he is he is a big dude. Like, he's in a phenomenal shape. And they made him a dentist. Oh, make him a dentist, pal. Make him a dentist, pal. It'll sell, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last segment of Nitro, I guess, right? Yes, our main event is... The world championship Hulk Hogan versus the challenger Lex Luger. I actually thought this was a pretty good story for I did too. The two I guys did. that were in it. Um Yeah, the man versus the new man coming out of WWF. You had the power moves flexing. Both of them did like no selling spots. Uh yep. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, what did you What did you think about this? Because again, I, I'm like you. I am not a big Lex Luger fan at all. Dude, but he, watching this so far, I know, like it's weird. Pretty good. Maybe I, I don't know. Maybe, like we'll get to it, but maybe he just got booked poorly because, like, right now he's got some good booking behind him and he's got mm-hmm. some momentum. And dude, he can move in the like. Both of them were like running like fast. They were doing super. Pl- I I can't remember the last time I saw Hogan do a suplex. Um, True. Yeah. Power slam. There was power slams. Hulkster did a drop toe hold at the beginning of the match. I yeah. wrote that down. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, he's wrestling. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was good, dude. Like, it was. I thought that it did the story well. It showed, like you said, it showcased them both. So it's like, oh, we got old Hogan against new Hogan. It's like, you know, what I mean, it it really played to you're the new guy, but I'm still here kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. um, their movesets, like, honestly, are really similar. It's yeah, just, they're very similar guys. The finish of Luger has a submission and Hogan has a leg drop. So, but, you know, lot, not a lot of people kick out of either of them because it's Luger and Hogan. Um, Hogan, so. um, But, yeah, I, I, I liked it until, obviously, you know. But it, it was cool. It was cool. I, I, I didn't have any problems with it. Um, Like I said, they were moving fast. 
And I've never seen Luger move that way or Hogan. So mm-hmm. it just goes to show, like, if you book some guy, a guy with the momentum, like we can, like you can get behind anything. And I think, like, I've never, like you said, we've never liked Luger, but for some reason, I'm like into him right now. So yeah. Uh, so the finish, and here we go again. The well, first off, I'll say I never liked the torture rack. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's doing anything. It, it's all. really weird. It, it like I'm sure it does stuff, but it looks weird. So mm-hmm. I think what he should do, actually, someone I forget what I read this somewhere. I was listening to a podcast. Someone said he should have just made the torture rack into like a Death Valley driver or something. You know how awesome that would have been. Yeah. Like if he yeah, just slammed him after that. Yeah. But um, I, I noted too because of the finish. Like, so Luger gets him in the torture rack, right? And what did they like fake? Uh, Hogan didn't tap, but. Dude. Yeah, so they usually I think it was a tap, usually. Yeah. Or or they would wave their arm at the ref, and then the ref would ring the bell. But this case, Nick Patrick is checking his arm like it's a sleeper hold. Yep. So it, he did twice, and then he picked it up the third time. Lex dropped him because he thought that thought was he won. the third, and it was over, and he won, but he didn't. And, and it, then it happened so weird, oddly too, because like I'm watching it. And I didn't like because the announcers are putting it over like Luger. It was so confusing. It was another one of those WCW things that are confusing. Like I'm just like I don't know what's happening. So, but there's no winner declared because we can't get to that point because the Dungeon of Doom runs in. Yep. And also and the bell rings, but not the last match because Scott Norton couldn't kick out because one of the Dungeon of Doom members was laying on his legs. Because there's no rules. <laughs> they don't have rules, bro. Dude, they dude, I noted too like I don't I was like I put what the fuck happened? Hogan doesn't <laughs> I said Hogan doesn't lose, that's what. Is what I said. Like I <laughs> because like there's no way either of them were taken up. Like because it was so bad. Dude, and I put this down too. I thought this was important. Ho- when when the Dungeon of Doom ran in, right as they ran in, Heenan said, "This is the kind of thing I don't understand." And it sounded like he genuinely was like, "Why?" Yeah. yeah. I was like, "Dude, I'm like, I get you. Like, I feel the same way." <laughs> but I like, I mean, once again, they got to set up War Games because War Games is literally Sunday. Yes. So they got to yes. set that up somehow. Right. So, post match, and I got to tell you, this section of the show. I loved this for so various I. reasons. So Hogan's on the mic and this is mean gene, right? Yeah. Middle yeah. of it all. Yeah. So Hogan's on the mic and this is hysterical. He's like, Vader's out. Why, why didn't the dungeon of doom attack you Lex Luger? Right. Yep. Like, I don't trust you. I have no, <laughs> no trust. And then Macho gets on the mic. Dude, for no it. reason. For no reason. Dude. Yeah, just I out of nowhere. He goes, that goes double for me. I don't trust him either. <laughs> I told you he had an ulterior motive. That's what he said that. <laughs> and at one, point, at one point, I don't remember what was said. He goes, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sting. Sting goes, uh, oh, how did he put it? I, I, I get a vote and I vote yes and you get a vote too or something. And Macho yeah. goes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, but it wasn't exactly like Zachary or something. So, yeah, dude. So Macho did said that. And then Sting goes, like stating the obvious, the voice of logic, the only guy in there thinking, right? Yeah. He goes, <laughs> he goes, I say we put Lex on the team because Vader's out. Yep. Macho still has a problem with it. And then Hogan goes, 
are you saying are you saying that lex should be our fourth and sting actually goes yes it was like it was great because it was like a real conversation that you could see like if you're like watching a fight on the side of the road that's what it was basically like if you're walking down a street and you see four dudes like trying to figure something out that's what it was like like sting was the only guy with a level head because you know macho's losing his shit he's like, oh yeah 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 he's like <laughs> like dude it no, was, way, no 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 it was so great dude like i loved this so much it was a great like ending to the show but it was great because hogan like when hogan said when hogan said that are you saying blah 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 like he stepped up to luger it looked like they were gonna fight and sting had to push him away again it was so good yeah and that's that's how it was set up because hogan said uh he said yes and then lex then said I'll do it. I'll fight with you, you guys side by side, whatever, fist by fist. Yep. But I want that title shot. And then that's when Macho goes, see, I told you he's I'll got all the motives. <laughs> <laughs> like he said the most unique shit right there. It was so, he's, oh, it was gold. He's great, dude. He, him alone makes me want to watch Nitro every week. Like, yes. But I, I'm not going to lie. This segment alone gets me hyped for Fall Brawl. Like, I'm like, it you did know, its job. I want to see this. Job. Even though the wrestling, the Dungeon of Doom, bro. Like, that's crazy that I actually want to see this. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. It's like an all-star team, and you you need to see it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that was. I thought it was a great way it. to end the show, to be honest. Like, it's the go-home show. That's what you're supposed to do, right? Yep, exactly. All right, so you ready for back over to Raw? Let's Raw. see how we end. All right, so this is like a fifteen-minute match, or it's eight minutes, I guess, but it seemed like a fifteen-minute match because there was commercial breaks and stuff. And Shawn Michaels, it took him about six minutes to get in the goddamn ring. I don't know why, because he's Michaels, but so we got Matt. The, the final seg, well, it's not really. The, there's like a, another segment, but it's basically all one thing. So we got Psycho Sid versus Michaels, which, by the way, Psycho Sid looks like a star, dude. He's huge, mm. and he's athletic. So Sid's like already in the ring, and. They go to this guy. It's so dated. He's selling a Shawn Michaels hat and glasses. Oh, for twenty five bucks you can get these. It's like a replica, and it's if you dial one eight hundred Titan ninety one. I literally wrote it. I wrote it down. One eight hundred Titan ninety one. And it's like, dude, it it was so ninety five. And then Michaels, of course, has to strip and dance. Like I don't know why, dude. In my in my like later age right now, he's kind of annoying. But mm-hmm. then. They have the match, and I'm like, okay, like he's Shawn Michaels. I'm like, uh, maybe he is, maybe he has a right to be annoying kind of thing. It wasn't anything great, I didn't think, but it was fine. So I'll just break it down quick. Um, oh, also, they went backstage before he got in the ring. He was like, Shawn did like this quick, shitty audio promo once again, where he's saying something. I don't know what he's saying, and he gets scared by a ladder. He's like, ooh. And it's just corny. It doesn't need to happen. Yeah, he's walking by the ladder. He's like, ooh. Like, the audio's horrendous. He's Zebra Michaels because he's wearing all zebra, like print. Um, basically Michaels is a house of fire. Um, there's like a failed sunset slip, drop kick, jumping clothesline, weird spot. Did you see the spot where Sid like lost Michaels? Yes. He's like what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I marked that down. And then he did like a sunset flip. Sid left the ring like eight times. He was healing it up, but it took him like two minutes to get back in the ring each time. It was easily like a 10 count. I thought, but, mm-hmm. um, it, it was kind of an annoying match at first. Um, so they did like a lot of. Sid won't go down. Michaels does his like signature spot over the rope after he gets Irish whip. Then he comes back, but he gets like Sid gets out of the ring again with a drop kick. And there's a big rest hold. And there's like a spine buster. Sid takes control. Um, they do like the like the cartoony stupid kick thing. Do you, do you remember? You know what I'm talking about? 
Michaels when, is like when great. Sean oversold it. Yeah, Sean like yeah. Sid kicks him in the corner. Sean oversells it, oversells it. Yeah, so he's on t he's on the top rope. He's laying over like the corner. Like, yeah, and he literally Sid kicks him and he's like jumping like off. The and road. I'm just like, okay, dude. I'm like, that's yeah. unnecessary. And then Sid clotheslines him. So then we go to commercial, even though it's taped. Um, and for some reason, we come back after other stuff happened, which I don't understand. It's taped. Just let us see the whole match kind of thing. So Sean's out of the ring. We come back. He's in the ring. So I'm yes. like, I don't understand. Um, but at, when he's outside the ring, DiBiase's kicking him because I guess DiBiase's Sid's manager, but they didn't even tell us that until halfway through the match. Like, did you know DiBiase was his No, manager? I didn't notice. I didn't notice him. I didn't. I literally didn't notice he was there until he kicked Sean. Um, so we get... Dude, this was actually pretty crazy. They chain wrestled and Sid like kipped up like Sean would mm, and he yeah. had a choke slam. And I was like, dude, I'm like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. And Lawler said, we got a new champ like twice. And I thought like, actually that was pretty cool. Um, power bomb attempt, but got reversed. Michaels fires back. He does his forearm spot. And then he like does some stupid punches on the ground and then did a flying crossbody, which was a near fall. And Sid immediately gets back up. Doesn't sell at all. Literally just jumps back up after kicking out at two and a half. Um, and then we get three garbage super kicks from Sean for the win. Like, he missed two of them. Yep. He kicked him in the gut, missed it. Tried to kick his shoulder, missed him. And then he hit his... The, the third one wasn't bad. He hit, like, the sweet chin music, and he won. Um, I literally put first two look like dog shit. And then Sean wins in, like, eight you know minutes. What? I literally had to go back and watch it because I thought to myself, does he slap his thigh when he does it? Guess what? He did it on all three. He slaps his thigh. Yep. I was, I didn't, I don't remember him doing that. I thought he only did it on like the big ones, but I guess he. Nope, he did. He he's did definitely the first guy that started doing that, I feel like. Yep, I think so. Um, I think so. But Sid, I was never a Sid Vicious fan, especially in WCW. Yeah. And he actually, yeah, I can't remember who it was, but it was one of the War Games matches where he picked somebody up and plastered their head off the cage and really hurt somebody. It was like a really Sounds stupid like him. thing. He's, he's he is stu apparently he is like a very stupid guy like he's not smart in the ring and stuff interesting but, but in this in this match i thought he looked okay like he looked like a killer and yeah when he, he did that kip up good. i was like whoa and the choke slam too dude you got height on it mike i mean you got michael's the best seller in the game yeah slash best worker right now so that helps but um so when you coming off the the original luger luger promo yeah um at the mall show him saying i don't want to be play with the kids i want to play with the big boys yeah um after seeing michaels tonight i'm assuming like he knew like that's where you know him diesel razor one through three kid mm -hmm. dude after seeing michaels tonight though like it's quite evident that he's a star yeah like it's so he he jumps off the camera like, he does every dude. Second. it's he unbelievable does. It's weird because, like I said, he in my like I used to like Sean's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, but I watched this now and I was like kind of annoyed. But then he gets in the ring and you're like, dude, he is by far like no one. It's 1995. You got to remember, no one exactly wrestling yes. matches like Sean. And he tells a story. He went in there for 10 minutes with Sid and he put on like a great match, mm -hmm. um, with a story. I don't know, like I, I had problems with it, but I think it's just because of the production. Like it was. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. It just looked kind of weird and funny and the weird commercial. But it was, I don't know. And DiBiase not being told was he was the manager. Screwed. I, I don't Like, his, we, we didn't, I don't even think we saw Sid's entrance, did we? He was just in the ring already. Yes. Yes. So that's why I was Correct. like, DiBiase, 
I guess maybe it was a thing. But like like Sean, you're right though. Like Sean, you could tell that's where they're going. More so than Razor and Diesel. Like you can tell Sean is the guy. And like you said, he pops off the screen. No one had his personality at that time. As much as he was arrogant, I think he was the best worker in the ring at the time. Probably maybe ever. Like he he is and like you can tell the impact he has on fans too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like people yeah. pay to see him right now. I, we didn't get to see Brett. I'm excited to see Brett at this time to compare the two. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that they are like the two most over guys. Um, I don't know about in the business because Hogan and, and Fl- Sting was like incredibly over when watching these shows. Like I was like, holy shit! I didn't realize he was that over type of thing. Yeah, so far he's like the guy. But that, um, yeah. yeah, I can I can definitely see what you mean about Luger like being passed up for Sean and Diesel and them. But um. But after the match, dude, right? Sean, like, strips for, like, a minute and a half. Dude, it was literally a strip tease. I was like, this is weird. This is 1995, and I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, why is he doing it? Why didn't they edit it out, dude? Oh, my God. Once again, it's post-production. I was uncomfortable, too. But, dude, like, again, this is going back to the uh, Razor winking and nodding at Vince that you're the guy. Yep. This was, like, you could see. I don't think... He knew. Vince knew he was he gonna do like, he dude. He had his pants halfway down. I was like, dude, I, his ass was almost out, dude. <laughs> and but here's the thing: it's it was post produced. It's true. Like, yeah, they could they could have cut it out. So like, I don't know what is happening. I, I'll say this though: the the women in the crowd were going crazy. That's what I'm saying. Like he's that he obviously has an impact. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't. I'm not denying. It was just weird. It was just weird, dude. It was weird that they let it in. Kind of a little know? uncomfortable for me. Yeah. But um, then after the match. Um, we go into the final segment and it's like two or three minutes where you have Doc Hendricks, AKA the Freebird Michael P.S. Hayes, um, which I, which he's an interviewer, Doc Hendricks. He comes to D- Diesel, right? And Diesel and Sean are doing a promo. Sean, right after his match, Diesel was just chilling. And Diesel's WWF champ at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the two dudes with attitudes and they're going to wrestle for the WWF titles. And, um, the tag team titles the big triple header the triple header promoting the triple header right nash i thought was a little pilled up <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if you looked at him i literally wrote nash might be pilled up he was like very because he, cause he uh, doc hendrick said something he was like uh, hypothetically and then nash just goes very hypothetical very hypothetical and i'm like what are you talking about like you cheesy mother trucker i'm like what are you doing but he was being kind of weird the whole time. He was, like, smiling a lot, and he was saying mm-hmm. corny stuff, and I was just like, this is weird, kind of. But um, audio was still kind of bad. Like, it was it was better than it was the whole show, but it was bad, store, sort of, still. But it talks about Sean, and Sean's basically like, oh, we're going to win those titles, blah, 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 and we're going to win our regular title matches. And then Nash goes, they, they say we're two dudes with attitudes. We're also two chaps with straps. And it just goes to black, and I'm like, what? Or it doesn't go to black, but it goes back to Vince, and I'm just like, that was weird. But yeah, it just hyped up the, you know, the 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 titles. So yeah, so there was a spot in there too where Sean gave him a hug, and he said, "My buddy," and he kind of hugged him, and you could tell like the swag was coming out already. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Like, I'm so interested to watch this play out because it's right before that time. Like, we knew like in the '80s, Hogan and Macho were friends, mm-hmm. but on screen they were acting like they were friends because of their characters. Right. Even though they were friends. But this was like real. Like you could see it. Like when he hugged yep. these, the swag started coming out. Like it felt like, oh crap, that's like a flash of the NWO or the click or whatever right. you want to say. You know? Well, I, they, they did like a thing before the show ended too, which I, I don't know if you watched it that like throughout the whole, I don't know if you watched it, 
because it was just like a minute of like next week on Raw, and it ends with like Kid crying about Razor. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm interested to see like that dynamic too, because obviously they're all the click. So I'm interested to see if like how emotional that is, because they're like, but they're a little, they're like, it's weird. They're because they're all best friends behind the scenes, but right now Vince or whoever's booking is booking them as good friends on screen too. Razor and Kid are different, but the, there's like two, right? Things, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah. So I'm interested to see how much they do that. But it is, it is crazy because immediately this is the first Raw we've watched, and you know how in the shoots and stuff, all the wrestlers say, "Oh, the click were running the business; you couldn't do anything." Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty adamant to me that those four are the best workers. I think there other than davy and brett, brett like who else is it going to revolve around like i don't know why people got he- like like obviously i'm sure they they obviously book themselves to be good or they help they influence but it's not like they're not trying to work with people dude at least that, that's what from i gathered from like he made sid look good great i thought yeah I, I mean even though he beat him clean i thought he made him look great as far as like that worked and razor took a job like yeah true i, I, I don't know i'm interested to see how that plays out too but but there you have it there's the the raw the end of Raw. The end of Raw. So before we uh, sign off, why don't we do like before we decide which show we like better? Yeah. Why don't we do like match of the night and promo of the night? Okay. I'm cool with that. What do you got? What do you think? Match of the night? Uh, I kind of want to say Sting, but I don't want to say Sting at the same time. See, I want to say Sting, but I don't want to say Rotunda with Sting. Because right. Looking around, there's other matchups. Um, it might be Michael Sid, but at the same time, the first half wasn't that great. I agree. I think I'm going Sting in VK Wall Street for my match of the week. I think I am too. Just Are because I, I think I have to, dude. I just I don't. I, I as much as Sean's great and he made Sid look good. I don't know if they weren't given enough time or what. They never. It never kicked into a good. It ended kind of like you know what I'm saying. It was like, it was just like it happened. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like anything to be like. Oh, it was a good. It was a fine match, but I don't think for some reason Sting in Wall Street was like really good, and it didn't end in a shitty way. So right, that, that helps for the WCW <laughs> side. Yes, but yeah, I think there was a lot of like weird spots in the Sean match. Like for instance, when he missed the two super kicks, and the fact that Sid was outside the ring a billion times. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's just a bunch of different things that I think why Sting the Sting match was better for me. So. Yeah, I agree with that. And and Sean did oversell. I mean, he was trying to make him look good, but I mean, yeah, uh, he was he was kind of he was just don't make a joke out of it. Being <laughs> a clown, he was being a clown, like he was, being, and he does that sometimes. He in does. Matches. Um, promo, I think, was just the end promo from WCW Nitro. I think that that was easily. I mean, you couldn't even hear the promos on Raw, so <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, dude. He's got ulterior motives. That stole the show for me. That stole so. ulterior motives. <laughs> Macho. He's the best, dude. I'm with you there. That's the best promo. I, 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 so I guess, I, I mean, I don't know. Best show for me was Nitro, I think. I'm with you. I I, with I, you. I, I hate to say it. It did win in the ratings. Keep in mind, it got a 2.4. Raw got a 2.2. Um, and like you said, like I always thought of myself as like WWF guy, and I love Sean and Razor and Diesel and stuff, but mm-hmm. and Brett even. But I mean, like you look at the first match, you got Sabu going through tables, and you got a weird DQ finish with Bulldog and Razor, and it's like they, it was very. I thought honestly, the WWF production was very kind of unprofessional in a way. Definitely, it was very. They didn't try very hard. Like it was could, shockingly oh, bad. It was very, and because like you look at them, you're like, oh, they're the industry leader. No, they weren't. At this Def- time, they not, weren't. Definitely, they weren't at this point. Nope. Like WCW Saturday nights probably shot better than this Raw, 
Bro, you have a taped Raw, and you had two weeks off. You had basically two weeks to get the show together mm-hmm. and pr- produce it and cut it well, and they didn't at all. They didn't do anything well with it. I mean, they, like, even, like, oh, dude, I don't even know, man. They just, they didn't do well this week, I thought. Like, it was just not a good first going head-to-head against Nitro week. No. I think I think the only thing that belonged on this show, honestly, well, I, the smoking guns were fine as, like, a squash, but Sid and Michaels is the only thing I think that belonged on the show. And arguably it shouldn't even be on the show because maybe you should save that for the, you know what I mean? For the, the pay-per-view. Cause they don't even have a pay-per-view the, the next week. They have it two weeks from now. Two weeks. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, there's not a lot of heat there on that show anywhere. If you look at it, you, cause even the, the, the first match with Razor and kid is just like, it doesn't seem like real heat. You know what I mean? Because they're friends. It doesn't seem like there's anything. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like, like a rivalry or anything. It's like fake, like, oh, we should just wrestle, see who's better. It's not like they don't hate each other. But Luger and Hogan, there's real heat. Even the Dungeon of Doom is making real heat. Savage is just, I think he's the star of the, the like this week. Like him specific, as much as Sting was the guy, Savage like stole the show for me. All right, we'll do that too. Star of the week. I'm with you. Macho. Star of the week, Macho, 100%. Match and promo. So. Match and promo. And the ulterior motive. <laughs> but true. yeah, I, I just think that heat-wise and build and quality of matches, I think that... Like, because the Razor, I don't know how you felt. Razor Bulldog wasn't good. No, I didn't. I thought it was okay, but... It, like, it wasn't... It, it, it definitely... I, I thought, like, Savage and Norton was arguably better than that match. I don't know. It it, it just... And, like, Sab... <laughs> the Sab- and Hulk, Hulk and Lex was better than that match, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I agree with that. Hulk and Lex. Like, I think, literally, segment by segment, the only thing WWF might have won... Dude, they might not have won, period. I, maybe the Sabu, because he necked himself. But, like... Even that was entertaining, because he's Sabu, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think they they really won. Like, I'm looking at my sheets here, and I, to me, they don't... I don't know if they won a single thing, man. I don't think so, either. Uh Jeez, because I want to say I want to say the flare promo was weird, but it was weird, but it wasn't awful with Lawler talking over it. Exactly, like, it just made it terrible. And the I get the gold dust promo was good too, but that one head to head against like what that one head to head against. I'm looking probably thing like, Wall Street air ish that was around there. Yeah, probably. So it doesn't yeah. win that. Yankum doesn't win anything. Yeah, dude, I just think quality wise, I mean. WCW by far the better show. I think they won every segment. I really think they do. Wow, look at us. Nitro getting the Nitro first victory. Boyos. This is I honestly wasn't expecting that. I just I think honestly what really soured the whole WWF raw this week and I urge you listeners to go watch too is the production was like bad and I can't do it justice. Like it was really unprofessional the whole show, man. It was not good. Like top to bottom there was audio problems, the camera work was yeah. shoddy. It looks like ancient compared to nitro it looks grainy and like compared to nitro nitro looks like boom like you know what i mean it's the way they present it with the ring in the arena i don't know man vince clearly didn't get the memo about something you know yeah and vince too i don't know if he was trying too hard because because of wcw but like i said earlier he he's a stream of consciousness and it's impressive but at the same time like after the third yeah. match, you're like, dude, please let Waller talk. Like, calm down. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I think overall Nitro for sure won this production. Uh, even with the weird finishes, like we we killed them on the finishes, but but at least their finishes mean something. 
they, like you said, they were trying to sell uh, war games. Yeah, so. like I mean, like like realistically, what does the Sid Sean match do, finish wise? Sean right. got a win. Nothing. Sean got a win. They're not even the they're not they're not even wrestling at the pay per view. Exactly, it's not even booked. Actually, I don't think from what Pengo was saying. Right, let me look. Yeah, I don't even think he's booked, dude. So. Yeah, I don't think so. It's just weird. It, it's it was it was actually legitimately shocking seeing how unprofessional the, the production was. It just killed the whole show for me. So. Yep. So our next show should we do just war games by itself? I would say war games review. Fall brawl. But maybe we'll let the. I mean, the listeners, I think, can expect a fall brawl full review, and we'll just do it as you know. Maybe we can compare it to in your house, but. We'll, I mean, we'll we'll do a single review, and maybe in one of our episodes down the line, we'll just say which one we thought was better. Yeah, there you go. That'll work. But um, yeah, I think I think Fall Brawl is on the cards for the review. I'm because I, I like half partially because I actually want to see some of these matches, like Flair Arn, dude. Mm-hmm. Yes, please sign me up. War Games, just in general, sign me up. Yeah, of course, yeah. So War yeah, games. I'm I'm interested to see that. I'm actually interested too because it's a th- like a two or three hour show. I don't know what it is. But I'm interested to see like the mid card guys more than mid card guys because we haven't really seen like we saw Sting twice. We didn't see any like you know like Harley yeah we didn't, see, we didn't see any tags yeah. yeah. So I'm interested. I don't even know who the tag champs are. They didn't even mention that. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. Ninety five. I got to think the Steiners are in there somewhere. Yeah. Whether they're the champs or not, I don't know. Harlem uh, Heat maybe. Maybe. But they might be later though. Ninety six. They might be. We'll see, dude. I- I'm excited, though. Maybe Sabu will get some more Sabu action, and we'll get him necking himself for no reason. <laughs> that was crazy, dude. But um, yeah, the- just exciting show for Bischoff. I think he's, I mean, he he, I think he put on a good show. And as far as the war's concerned, I think he's one to know, hundred percent. I be- I believe you're right. 1-0. And I mean, the ratings show that. I think our opinion showed that. I think the show was just better professionally, and they had better matches, more with more heat, better builds, better storylines. And Vince, really, I don't. I'm not excited to even watch in your house right now. <laughs> like, I'm not. Like, I'm yeah. sure we will, but I'm not excited to watch that. But um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how good it is. Maybe any, next week they'll do better. Yeah, hopefully, for, for Vince's sake, pal. Any <sighs> final thoughts, Hollywood? Final thoughts. Uh, like you said, I think we, I think we did it all. One to know if Bischoff gets the victory, and we'll see if Vader ever stops being a wall. Apparently he's in like the Caribbean or something. We don't know. He's 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 in open water. Yes, he is. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks thanks y'all for listening. Uh, this will be on. I sound southern there. Thanks y'all. It was the yeah. tur- it was the WCW company. W- They're taking w- over. W- They're taking over, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking over. Uh, yeah, but thanks for listening, guys. Um, this will be on all streaming platforms on YouTube. Uh, and uh. Monday Night Marks podcast. Um, follow us on Twitter at the Monday Mike Night Marks. It's kind of a tongue twister, isn't it? The Monday it Night Marks. Monday Night um, Marks. But um, on behalf of me and Hollywood, Hollywood and I, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Um, hopefully, I I, I think this will be these two episodes, the one we did, and then this one will kind of drop at the same time. Um, but uh, if hopefully we'll get War Games out to y'all within the week. Um, be pretty epic. Um, but yeah, appreciate you guys a lot for listening. Um, Hollywood, anything? Goodbye and good night. Bang. Bang. You Omega there with the V trigger. I did. Um, yeah. Bish is one to know, baby. One to know.
Two chaps with two straps. That should that that, sh that should be our that should be ours. <laughs> I love it. We're stealing it. We're stealing Thank you, it. Nash. Thanks, Nash. Uh, all right, y'all. Peace. Appreciate y'all. Hey, it's your home, and I need to ask you a few favors. In the kitchen, there's a spider stuck between the window and the screen, and I know it's dead, and technically it's outside, but it's still freaking me out. Can you flick it out or something? Also, just to save some money and it's super easy, could you bundle your home and car insurance with GEICO? Last thing, could you take the holiday decorations down? Yeah, I'm one of those. GEICO. For bundling made easy, go to GEICO.com today. With Root Insurance, you have the power to control your own rates, and that could save you a lot of money. Root is a new type of car insurance that looks deeper than traditional insurers by using the sensors in your smartphone to understand important details about how you actually drive. That's how Root is able to give better drivers a better price. Here's how it works. Just download the Root app, get on the road, and we'll give you a quote. Learn more at joinroot.com. Disclaimers may apply. See joinroot.com for details.